Mahomes back, throws, it is incomplete, yes. picked off, picked off by the Lions. Brian Branch with it left side. He's going, baby! He's going to the house! Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Deflected yes. in the air, Branch ran under it, and he took it all the way back. Football is not over in Detroit. Not done yet. Football is not done in Detroit. I am Tim Twentyman. This is PJ Clark. This is Twenty in the Huddle podcast. Post game after an exciting, a thrilling. Um, this game had a little bit of everything, Peach, uh, but in the end, it was a 24-23 uh, Detroit Lions win, and they are moving on. And thanks to the Green Bay Packers, they will be moving on at home next week in the conference semifinals. The Detroit Lions will be hosting the winner of uh, Tampa Bay, Philadelphia. That game will be Monday night. So, you know, obviously a lot to tune into and in, in watch in that matchup. But, boy, when I look at this game, Peach, it was really a, a collective effort. Three phases. Every, everybody pitched in. I, I thought the defense, you know, did did what they could. Obviously, Puka had, had the gaudy numbers, but you held Cup in check, which it was two-headed monster talk all week, and you only really – let one guy get the bulk of the yards and cup in the red zone w- was totally locked up. And the offense, I mean, it was humming early and, and it ended up being enough. Yeah. You know, it was humming early, early. They score, you know, on their first three possessions, they get to a 21, 10 lead. And then, you know, look, the Rams made a few adjustments yep. and the offense stalled a little bit, but right as they stalled, you know, the defense, you know, started to pick up a little bit, started to force some stops in the second half, two punts in the second half, two field goals. And to me, one of the biggest stats in this game, the final score ended 24 to 23. Detroit Lions three for three in the red zone. The LA Rams 0 for three yeah. in the red zone. I mean, that's 12 points off the board in a one point game. Look, the, the, the defense gave up 425 total yards. You mentioned the nine catches, 181 yards and a touchdown to Puka Nakua also gave up. Um, a, you know, a long touchdown to, to Atwell. But look, when it mattered, when it was red zone time, when it's a difference between seven points and three points, the Lions defense stepped up and made the plays, and kudos to them. Yeah, I thought Aaron Glenn, especially when it got down deep into the red zone, when they were facing first and goal and, and you know, third and goal on that, that first red zone trip, you dial it up, Brian Branch from, from the slot, send him, get somebody in the face. You're, you're getting matchups like Cooper Cup on C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Who who else would you rather have on him? Like, you just hit the right buttons, got the right matchups, yeah. and, and that's all it took, really, to win the game. Yeah, and it wasn't always pretty. It was probably frustrating for fans a little bit, watching some open receivers run around and Puka Nakua break tackles and some explosive plays. And look, Dan Man, Campbell he is crazy going over the middle. really good. And, and Dan Campbell talked about, the, you, know, some, you know, having to limit some of the explosive plays after the game. But, you know, I also asked him about just the importance of, of that defense kind of, you know, buckling up in the red zone. And, and he agreed. He thought it was one of the big uh, uh, impact statistics in the game. Here's what uh, Lions head coach Dan Campbell had to say about how the defense tightened up in the red zone on Sunday night. Yeah. That was the difference. That was the difference. And uh, we wanted to be disruptive today. We were going to be aggressive. Uh, you know, it wasn't perfect, but at the end of the day, we knew we had to limit points, keep them out of the, out of the end zone. We did that. You know, we talked about it at halftime. We needed to stop. You know, we needed to get our special teams involved. I mean, we really weren't even involved. You know, they hadn't punted yet. And uh, sure enough, our defense comes out. We get the stop. 
first possession out of halftime, and uh, and now you know our special teams helps us out. You know, there again, Jack Fox was big on the offensive side when we had to punt, but um, and then those guys kept them out. They kept them out, you know, and limited them to three points. And there again, it wasn't perfect, but we did what we had to do against that opponent, you know. It wasn't perfect, but we did what we had to do against that opponent. It's all it takes. <laughs> it's all it's it all takes. It takes. That all, it's all it takes in the end. And, look, the defense came up big late, but the offense was the big story early in this game, and, and it was Jared Goff. And and I say early early in this game, Peach, because I'm referring to even Pre-game. before the kickoff. Oh, yeah. There is one name that I have ever heard in my 15 years covering this football team chanted in Ford Field, and that is every single time Barry Sanders steps in front of a camera, that name, just you hear it, you start ringing. I have never heard anybody else. And what this crowd did for Jared Goff, I thought, was huge. I think it meant a ton to Jared and... Like, this crowd got loud, and they were chanting Jared Goff as he came onto the field. Um, what a special moment for him. Obviously, the headlines this week. And playing your old team, the team that drafted you number one, you took to a Super Bowl that discarded you, that traded for Matthew Stafford. Look, it worked out on their end, winning one, too. But um, for all that that was going on, and for you to come and play the way that he did, 22 of 27 for 277 yards, a touchdown, no turnovers, a 121.8 passer rating, and then having the ball in his hands at the end with a chance to ice it and finding his guy, Amon Ross St. Brown, for the first down. Just a storybook day for Jared Goff, and, and good for him. And I don't think there is any doubt right now, PJ, that he's the guy in Detroit. Nope. None. To hear that crowd chant his name and then for him to play like that and get their first playoff win in 30-whatever years it is, over 30 years, he is their guy now. It's over. He is yep. their guy for the foreseeable future. And I love that he put all this stuff to bed. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 about as good as of, of closure as you're going to get on this whole thing. I mean, what else is there, there to say now? And it was really impressive. I mean, you could tell first drive he was dialed. He was locked in and spread the ball around. Obviously, didn't have a, a full-strength Sam today, but Amara came up big. Josh Reynolds' revenge game. 75 yards in the first quarter? Yeah, I mean, that's, we're getting back to to early season Josh Reynolds where everything is a touchdown or a first down. I mean, you're getting those explosives out of him and, you know, other Gibbs contributed a couple, but it was just, I mean, he was he was cooking today. I mean, there's no other way to say it. He was cooking and he had a huge smile on his face in the post-game press conference when he walked in. This is what Jared had to say about uh, that introduction he received uh, in Detroit when he ran out on the field Sunday night. Yeah, it's pretty unbelievable. This uh the people here are special, man. And, um, I'm grateful, and um, I'm grateful for for their support. And, uh, and, and today, with the circumstances that were there, um, it, it meant a lot, and it was it was special. No, it made me feel pretty good. It was exciting. I don't think I've ever experienced anything like that. But um, yeah, man, I love these guys. I think he'll experience it again next week. You ever I wonder, have a feeling. You ever wonder what having 66,000 people just chanting your name would feel like? I imagine. I mean, it had to feel pretty pretty good. I mean, and then to play the way they I was going to say, I, I mean, mean, I give, I give you the guy all the credit right? in the world to just to even tone out the good noise and right. just go out there and, and rip it. 
I think he started, what, 9 of 9 and 14 of 15 yep. and three touchdown drives on the first three. Got him that lead, and that proved to be enough because the defense made plays down the stretch. I mean, it was just... Yeah, I mean, you can't say enough about Amon Ross St. Brown. No. You know, seven catches for 110 yards. They they do that route that ended the game hundreds of thousands of times yeah. probably over the last three years. And it just... It's the same route that they won the first Vikings game on. It's just a little 10-yard curl and be there. And that, Done. Was, that was one of our key matchups, right? Yep. St. Brown this week against uh, the nickel corner. And you love that. If you're going to if you're gonna put a nickel on St. Brown one-on-one in that situation, good luck. Or if they put a linebacker on him one-on-one and he scoots out for 17 yards. Like, yeah, he's going to beat that guy over the middle. And it was really good to get, um, you know, Laporta had an impact there. Fourth down play, got a touchdown. Look, only had three catches for 14 yards, but I thought he blocked well in the run game. And I think another week he's going to probably get back to his old self next week with with that knee injury. I mean, I feel like he was not like sustaining place. He would come out every two or three plays and just get some treatment on the sideline. And listen, that's a warrior. That's a guy that gave it all, all he had and, and, and just lived to see another day. And like you said, another, you know, two days off before practice on Wednesday and you, you're probably feeling pretty good for next Sunday. How about Jack Fox too? Yep. I mean, three punts, 148 yards, 49.3 average. I went back and looked. He dropped punts at the 10, yep. 10, and 8-yard line. I mean, that I last mean, one huge. was That last one was great, too, because that guy almost dropped it, and that would have been – obviously, that would have been massive. But to, to even pin them back and make them drive down the field, and I they got to, what, the 34, I think it was, before the penalty? Like, you forced them, and you took time off the clock in in order to do that too, which proved pretty pretty impactful when the Lions got the ball back there. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned the penalty, and it was a, a holding call uh, that uh, Aiden Hutchinson drew. And boy, Aiden, these last three weeks, yep. I mean, we talked to him after the game, and he said, "Oh, there's something about late season, something about playoff." I yep. just ended the season. I rise to the occasion. Look, had two sacks today, five quarterback hits. I think the last. Three weeks, Pete. What is? He? I think he's got seven sacks, nine tackles for loss, and fifteen quarterback hits. He's in ready. His last three games, he's ready. He's I mean, some pretty good football. And right I now. mean, I mean, you're gonna have to. I mean, you, we don't know who it's gonna be next week, but if it's Jalen Hurts, you're you're gonna need your cardio shoes on next week. Yeah, and get get ready for that. But peaking at the right time. I thought Aleem had a couple pressures again today. He he looks like he's just getting better and better and better as as the, the knee gets healthier. And I don't know. You never know, James Houston. That's still waiting waiting around the corner here. Yeah. And what about also just this crowd and this atmosphere yep. here? I, I you know my wife and my son went down, went to the game and and I went down to say hello and I, it was maybe like an forty five minutes before the game and it seemed like everybody. Oh, was every in seat was filled. Everybody was, was in their seat. Yep. You know, and they were going through the the, the pregame stuff and it was just it was such an electric atmosphere it was so loud in here I mean and they played a factor too I mean two timeouts in the second half that um, LA had to burn because yeah and you only had one timeout on that last drive that affected the end there only having one timeout so that you know that played a factor and I would expect the exact same oh, thing I think next it's, week it's in, only going to get worse it's, right it's <laughs> probably more right yeah. it's only going to get crazier so we got next week Three o'clock afternoon game, which I don't mind. No, I'll, it's better than eight o'clock. We're we're doing this at one forty-five yeah, in the morning. Forty-five so. in the morning. Yes, appreciate it. If anybody's up, you have issues. If you hear this when it first comes out, I well, we said that last time after Denver, and like half the comments were like, "I'm listening to this at three a.m." So shout out to you. <laughs> Thank you guys. We appreciate it. But the morning will be fine too if you want to catch it, get a little, uh, get some Z's. But look, total team effort. It, it's going to be really DPJ. fun. I want to shout out DPJ, especially okay. catching that last punt. A guy who had not 
done it for for this team. Obviously, Khalif an All Pro returner, yeah, but yeah. just the 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 peace of mind to to not only move up and step into it, but he got five extra yards on the return there. I thought I thought that came up big. It's the little things sometimes, yeah. right? Just yeah. some of the little key plays. Look, every all three phases had a hand in it. You got to love that. And, and now Detroit moves on. Obviously, Philadelphia, I think, is the better of those two teams. Yeah, um, I mean, who Lions, knows? No yeah, A.J. They, Brown. It's they, have, interesting. they have not been playing good football of late. The Lions obviously went to Tampa Bay, beat them earlier in the season. Um, so, you know, Baker Mayfield and company will be looking for a little bit of revenge. But you got to love the fact that this game is in Detroit. Green Bay did you a huge favor. You get a divisional game to go to the NFC Championship game at home. Next week's it was pretty funny. Back. They were showing the Cowboys game like on the jumbotron, and everybody cheering for the Packers. It I think it's the weird. first time that Ford Field has ever, ever just exploded. <laughs> like Jordan Love is throwing touchdowns left and right. Everybody's losing their minds. It, it'll be the last time you're going to see that. It'll be interesting to uh, listen to what comes out of Jerry's world this week. Huh? Yeah, oh yeah, oh, it's boy, uh, some you know heads could roll. I thought we were going back there. Everybody thought we were going back there. So, okay. And I think the Lions would have felt good about going oh, back absolutely. there, too. The way, yeah. the way that happened two weeks ago and, and the way they felt like they should have won and, and gone in there and, and played the way they did. They obviously love being at home, but I don't think they would have mind one bit going to Dallas next week. They would have a ton of confidence, but no. It is here. It's better. Ford Field. It's better that way. Next Sunday, 3 o'clock. We'll obviously get you all ready for it this week um, For with key matchups. We'll invite a player in. We'll, we'll break it down from uh, the opponent's perspective. Uh, so expect that on uh, 20 Minute Huddle Thursday night. And then we'll be back here next Sunday talking about hopefully another win. Talking about hopefully, possibly, potentially an we're, NFC championship we're still, game at We're home. still talking. We're, we're still just, talking. We're, we're taking it. We're taking it, and we I will like go it. from there. And we're just going to keep rolling on this week. So make sure you join us Thursday night for PJ Clark. I am Tim Twentyman. This is Twentyman the Huddle. Onward we go. Still football season in Detroit.